Have you been struggling with choosing a name for your business and haven't really been sure of what you need to consider? If you have, then listen to this episode for five things to consider before choosing your business name. Welcome to the Created Creative Podcast, where you get business tips for your creative hustle and learn how to use marketing and branding to help you create and grow an authentic brand. With me, your host, Anisu Chukumba. So picking a name for your business or for your brand, if you're a personal brand and you need a stage name or whatever it is, it can be a very difficult thing to do because there's just a lot of factors that come into play. And you have, like actually picking something that people are going to recognize you by or something that you know you don't necessarily want to change in a year or in six months because you're tired of it or because you've outgrown it right so i actually just thought to get into um five things to consider before choosing a brand name if that's something that you are struggling with carry on listening to this episode so the first one is actually just really to do with your name being related to what you are actually doing or setting out to do if you haven't actually started So a lot of the times we tend to name businesses or brands. I'm just going to use businesses like as our blanket thing in this episode. But this actually just applies to all kinds of brands. So whether you are a musician, whether you are an author choosing a name or put, whatever it is, all of this actually does still apply. So let's get into it. Okay, so a lot of the times we will actually pick a name that is in line with what we are doing. So for example, let's say if I had chosen a name that was like Anisu Social Media Marketing, like as as our example. But the thing is, is that if your name is too close to your service offering or what it is you're doing, you might actually limit yourself. So if we actually just use this as an example, of having my name and then having social media marketing, if I had started with that and I had actually chosen that as a name, I would have struggled when I decided to actually venture into branding and expand my horizons into digital marketing as a whole. So if I had actually gone with name social media, Once I had started offering branding and once I had started offering digital marketing strategy and just, I mean, to explain this, the difference between social media marketing and digital marketing is that social media is part of digital marketing. So digital marketing essentially goes into everything surrounding the online space, looking at websites, literally anything for the online space, SEO, search engine optimization, blogging. UI, UX, all of that actually covers is covered within the online space, right? And social media marketing is specific to your social media tools. So your Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, those are social media platforms. So marketing on those platforms is social media marketing. Just want to explain that because that's a question that I always get. And I feel like people, including social media managers, sometimes actually don't know what the difference is. So just always have that in mind. Social media is part of the online space and digital marketing covers the online space as a whole, the digital world or the digital space. 
But essentially, if I had actually chosen a name that was specific to social media marketing, once I then actually carried on into digital marketing and started offering strategy for that, I'd have struggled to then offer that without having to explain to people each time. So for me, in case you're curious to know like how I actually got into that, I started off by doing social media courses and then went on to do like an advanced diploma in digital marketing. So that social media course actually showed me that I had interest in that. And then I went on to go deeper and learn more so I could actually, in a way, you know, expand or scale in 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 a nutshell. But when you're actually naming your business, you want to think about things like that. Like if you are naming um, your business something that's specific to where you're starting, if you then actually have capacity to expand, you will struggle with that. And then you might now need to start changing your name or explaining to people like, oh, we also do this and this. Or, you know, every time someone asks like, okay, so how how do you offer digital marketing when your thing says social media? Or how do you offer um, social media marketing when your name says graphic design or graphics, right? You don't want to like have conversations like that. It's just not necessary. So you want to avoid that from the beginning. Okay, then that was a lot on the first point. But the second one is similar in that it is making your name location specific. So you do not want to make your name location specific. Using a city or country name can limit you. And I've seen some businesses and some brands even use area names, right? So imagine you then actually have to move shop or you decide that you want to expand your business to another city or even another country. If your name is location specific, it actually makes it difficult to do that because now you're explaining to people like, oh, our services are offered in Harare, but also you can find us in Nairobi, but your business name has Harare on it or your business name has Zimbabwe. Once you get into the market, the Kenyan market, for example, you don't want to explain why your name has Zimbabwe on it. Or if anything, it can actually become difficult to get into that market because your name is location specific. Then this essentially, the first two points are to do with scalability, right? Not thinking big enough. So again, if you do not think about everything that your business could become and you just think about your current services or product offering, then you're limiting yourself. So another example might even be looking at, let's say, a fashion brand that just offers women's dresses at the start. So they could say, oh, we are X dresses, right? But then imagine that they actually didn't get capital to be able to start offering other types of women's clothes to offer men's clothing to then start offering accessories, shoes, the whole, you know, line of items on there. They again would have to start explaining things and it would show that when they started their business, they weren't thinking that they could grow their business into into something as big right it would have shown that they maybe hadn't envisioned themselves getting there or it maybe happened by chance again you don't want to start explaining things to people our point number three is to not make your name too unique so i've seen names that sound like something but are spelled different imagine if 
okay, my business name is The Created Creative, right? If creative was spelled with a K or creative didn't have an E at the end, that would be setting myself up for failure and setting up and setting my business up for failure in that if people were to search for it and they were looking for creative with a C instead of a K already might not come up on the search. If they were looking for creative with an E and the C then again might not come up because I've chosen to name it with with a K and without without the E. You want to think about how people will actually use your name. You want to think about people already talking about you, people being able to refer you, people being able to search for you online. And if your name is too unique or your name is difficult to spell, then it means that you're going to lose out on people finding you when they search for you. Then this also points to the next point, which is that your name shouldn't be too complicated. So a name that's difficult to pronounce or spell should be avoided, right? This also ties into the last point. Again, you want to think about people having conversations about your business. If your business or your brand gets to the levels that you want it to, right, where you have people referring each other to you or you have people saying, no, she has a book on this, go read up that book or go look go look for this or, you know, whatever it is, you want that person to be able to find you easily, the person that's being referred to you. With that as well, you also want to check if your name is web friendly. That's the fifth point. You can actually do a name search. Um, there are different platforms that sell domains. So you can go on um, godaddy.com or Namecheap and then actually look up the name that you want to use for your business. So already you want to know if the domain is available for you to actually buy and then use. And I mean, this doesn't necessarily mean that you have to have a website immediately, but I am pro people having business emails for their businesses. I don't know. It just, it just makes you come across as professional. You don't have to have a website, but at least email the person from your .co.zw or your .ke, whatever it is, whichever country you're in at least get the local domain name if you can't afford to get the .com or if the .com is not available. So again, if the .com isn't available, you you can actually just get a .co or the ones that are normally a lot more affordable are the, lo the local ones. So the ones that are country specific. So your .ke, .co, .za, .co, .zw. Those are your location specific ones and they're normally more affordable on platforms like Ning. Okay, then we have a bonus one, which is to avoid using acronyms. So this reinforces our point about not needing to explain things to people. So I'm not sure if you've ever spoken to someone that was starting something up and then, you know, you ask them like, oh, like, how did you choose your business name? Or what does this stand for? Or maybe they tell you, it's ace but it's got dots so you can see that it's a c e you know and then now they want to explain to you what each letter stands for they can do that and they have the luxury of doing that when their business is starting and maybe it's only friends and family that know about them but the minute that they actually scale you don't want to have to explain things to people you don't 
you're not actually able to do that. If you have a hundred customers, you're not going to be able to speak to each person individually and tell them, well, yes, this is what our business stands for. This is what our name stands for. So from the jump, you just want to avoid acronyms. You want to avoid any kind of name that you actually have to explain or that your team might have to go on and explain that, oh, yes, this is what our name means, or this is how to pronounce our name or whatever it is. So I'm curious to know, how did you choose your business or brand name? And have you had any difficulties surrounding that that have made me, made you think about changing that name? If you have, then you know what to do. Send me a DM. My handle is the Creative Creative on platforms and on Twitter specifically. It is Anyesu Chikumba underscore. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please leave a review and make sure you subscribe so that you don't miss any new episodes. Also, if you would like more information or would like to work with me, head on over to my website, www.thecreativecreative.com or email hello at thecreativecreative.com. Until next time.